A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. Uh, this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we uh, discovered earlier on today that Zlatan Ibrahimovic was back in the Sweden squads, uh, sc- squad. Yes. So we crossed to uh, Sweden to speak to Philip O'Connor over there. Absolutely. I can't remember what else was on. I just know that I've lost all my money yeah. to, today on the yeah. racing. That's yeah, we, all that seems to happen. We should really play you Max going through uh, losing all of his cash. But alas, we won't. Uh, instead, uh, you'll hear from Ricky Hill the former Luton Town and England player chatting about his new autobiography and we had a bit of a chat at the top I believe here it all is this was a little story I read last week about um, Lee Dixon who was on commentary duty and uh, turned up at uh, Stamford Bridge and didn't have any ID on him so, you know, he took off his uh, hat, apparently, but that wasn't good enough. Then he took off his mask, and they weren't happy with that. So he said, um, then I had to show them a video of me scoring a diving header. I mean, that must have been quite a difficult track. <laughs> Lee Dixon ever scoring a dive. Oh, that would make me go, that isn't Lee Dixon. No. If it was he, did, scoring he didn't a go for the, the one the day he chipped David Seaman. <laughs> what a great goal that I was. I saw him score for England against um, Republic of Ireland once, a big old deflected in, a, in yet another one all. But anyway, the, the, the point is this. Um, we're wondering whether you've ever had to reveal your identity, the lengths you had to go to, to reveal your identity uh, to someone in the Lee Dixon envelope. Uh, during the uh, glory years of Soccer AM, mm. quite early on, I went to the bathroom in an ad break yeah. and I didn't have a wristband and the security guard wouldn't let me back in. Oh, no. It was quite an issue. Uh, I didn't... I, I guess I sort of said, do you know who I am? I didn't say it like that. And I he just did, said, look... And I, he did at Lord's once and they said no, <laughs> <laughs> which is understandable, really. Yeah. So I said the earpiece and the microphone. You know, yeah. if, if I was just trying to get on to pretend... So how did you get through it? How did you manage to I get through it? I think I pleaded. Eventually I got in. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice moment for me. But, yeah, no, I'd happily take any text. But I appreciate how busy we are. It's a bit like on Sunday. Yeah. Me and Barry were doing the show. And Barry didn't... I don't think he said anything in two hours. So I'm very happy to sit back and just let it well, all happen. Well, I'm expecting a touch more from okay, you than well, that. But that's for all I'm now, offering. It's all I'm offering. Stand down. Well, thank you so much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. We did ask the listeners, didn't we, Max, earlier on about... Well, I had something really important to bring you. Yeah. Um, uh, not related to uh, that text topic. Right. But the Court of 
arbitration for birthday spreads. Oh, OK. Somebody set that up, have they? Well, I mean, I, I presume it's an official body. It has two followers, uh, one of whom is me. We, the Court of Arbitration for Birthday Spreads, CABS, have concluded our review of week 10 of the current Max v. Paul Hawksby series. Can hmm. confirm they found Paul Hawksby guilty of sledging and bringing the game into distribute during the Pocock round in week 10. We yeah. cabs hereby confirm the result of the week 10 is null and void. Wow. 10 in a row records will now be replayed during week 11 of the series. Controversial. Anyway. They have no power in this building. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Harpage there. And here's Hill. Yeah, that's Ricky Hill scoring for Luton in the FA Cup semi-final. The game ultimately went Everton's way, but you heard a few names. That was a cracking Everton side that David Pleat put together. Ultimately went on after he'd left to win the League Cup against Arsenal. Yeah, at so, it's a great, that was a great game, wasn't it? Last minute. Yeah. Steen putting it in the corner. Ricky's told his story now in his uh, autobiography, uh, Love of the Game, the man who brought the Rooney Rule to the UK, so it will come on too shortly. Uh, written in conjunction with our very own Adrian Durham. Good afternoon, Ricky. Hey, Paul, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Max. How you Hi, doing? Mate. Yeah, yeah good. we're good, Ricky. Enjoyed the book. Adrian's done a fine job. Was it, was it a, a pleasurable experience, kind of going back through uh, all the old stories? And uh, what, Did you enjoy it? Joy and pain, mm. Paul, to be honest. Um, in respect, lots of positive memories, lots of happy memories, but then also lots of issues whereby have now come to the fore 40 years later um, in respect to how we managed to navigate ourselves through the system in the early days. Yeah. I mean, as as we've seen with many black players of your generation, the, the level of, of abuse that was meted out to you and, and others at that time. And you've been pretty graphic in the language. And I don't think you should spare people uh, the kind of language and the kind of stuff that was being shouted. It doesn't need asterisks. I think, I think people need to know what was going on. And as you say, sometimes it wasn't just one or two lone voices that could be picked out by stewards. It was whole ends of fans, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, my first experience away at Burnley was one whereby I'm 17 years old. It's one of my first away games. I've gone out for the warm-up at half past two and I've heard a little smutterings here and there, bits of name-calling. Um, but then coming back at three o'clock and three quarters of the crowd, which was probably about 12, 13,000 at the time, um, they were singing songs about my ethnicity and you know the, using the N-word and the C-word throughout the game. And I was 17 years old. I looked at my teammates and they had sadness in their eyes, nothing they can do. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, they were just trying to put me off my game, try to enable their side to play against 10 men as opposed to 11. And as good fortune would have it on the day, I managed to score the winner to make it 2-1. And that kind of was the start, the initiation for a continued type of racial abuse that we receive in, in most away games. 17 is so young. and I, I, I don't know. If you look back now, do you, did you process it at all at the time? Absolutely not. Um, I only, I've only recently just found out when I was writing the book that uh, with AD that Harry Haslam made reference to it after the game in respects to I showed my mettle and I showed my mentality on the day um, 
that I could play the game at a high level. Now, I verse that as saying, well, how would Harry know respectfully? Because he wasn't on the receiving end. And mm. to date, as far as I'm, well, as I know for sure, Paul and um, Max, that um, no coach or manager has ever made reference to the racial abuse that we received, you know, even privately to say, well, don't worry about the idiots. Mm. You just get on with your game. It was just something that was a little bit taboo. Um, no one really knew possibly what to say to comfort you. And so you were left to, on your own. You were left to tough it out. And unfortunately, if you couldn't handle that kind of virtual, then you probably end up out the side and your career might have been over. One of the other things that people uh, wonder about you, Ricky, is why you never got that that move. And you look at the, the some of the teams that were after you uh, at the time, um, big clubs uh, in this country and in Scotland and overseas. It didn't quite happen. And maybe there's a little bit of a feeling that, David Pleat didn't want you to go and you may be priced out, out priced out of a move. But your relationship with David Pleat is a good one. I see at the end in the acknowledgements, you say, thank you, Gaffer. Um, uh, even though, you know, some people could be bitter about that, but you don't feel like that. It's, it's that love, not hate, but just the love and the, the unknown in my respects, because I know David loves me as a person, as a player. His whole family, I, I, I've known his kids all my life because uh, my digs lady, Mrs. Goff, who's passed away, she, her, her son was married to David Pleat's wife's sister. Right. And um, so I knew Maureen and, you know, she passed away recently. I send my love and condolences to the family. But so David's known me since 15 years old, he's intimately in respect to looking out for me. Um, he's a very big reason with Danny Bagara that I was actually signed in the first place at Luton when they might have been doubts about whether they should take me or not. And they really went to bat for me. Um, but in regards to the moves as such, I only found out in, in latter years that clubs had come in uh, made inquiries. I knew for, for myself that Arthur Cox called me when I was about 19 years old in my flat in Crickerwood. And he said, would I come and play for the Geordies uh, in Newcastle? I said, of course, Mr. Cox. He said, well, David knows what we think about you. We'll be in touch. Now, the age, the, the age of agents um, were very not prevalent at the time as they, as they are now. Obviously now, if the interest was there, the club would make a overtures towards my agent and the agent would take it from there. In those days, it was the club would phone the club and the manager was in charge and had autonomy. And he would possibly would say yes um, or no or what you're talking about. In my instance, and no, David never came to me once and said, we've had an offer that we're considering to take for you. Mm. Um, he has said, um, so Bobby Robson used to put his arm around him every time he saw him and say, when are you going to sell me your boy Hill? <laughs> he did tell me that whilst I was player. Mm. And also he told me Jim Gregory at QPR always wanted to sign me and was ha har harassing him to let, him, let me be signed by him. And then Jim Gregory turned around and said, well, anyway, as far as he's concerned, black players, they finished after the age of 27. So wow. this is what David Pete told me. Now, I don't know who else has called and who else haven't. Um, I was close to signing for Atletico Madrid in 1986. We run Atkinson went out there and was proposed to get the position. But the um, vice chairman we were in, in terms of the um, election, mm. he didn't manage to get the job at that time. And at the same time, whilst I was there, I was speaking to Gerard Houllier, who was at Paris Saint-Germain. And Gerard wanted to sign me, but... The president hadn't seen me play that season, although Gerard knew and seen me play regularly. And he wanted me there. So he said, 
get a clause in your contract of 250,000 that allows you to leave Luton uh, at Christmas. Because in those days, France were allowed to sign one player at Christmas mm. called the Joker, they used to call it. And he said, we have a lot of money at Paris Saint-Germain, so get that in your, in your clause in your contract. And if you go back to Luton, if the Atletico Madrid falls through, then we'll come and sign you at Christmas. Wow. My luck has it, Paul and Max, that um, Gerard started that badly at Paris Saint-Germain the following year. And we got fired before Christmas. That so is the old fickle finger of fate, isn't it? With, with wanting to sign up. <laughs> we we do want to talk to you about, about one the, of the main about aspects. About the Rooney, you know, a big part of the book is, you know, your role as, as sort of devising an equivalent of, of the NFL's Rooney rule in, in English football. What, what, what has your role been in that? Um, well, I, I would, I was, has it to say, I'm the visionary for it. Um, it came around I was on an assignment in Trinidad, again, away from home, away from the country that you, um, that you were born in, that you served as a footballer and you're hoping to serve as a coach stroke manager. I was there. I took over from Terry Fenwick, who came back to Northampton for seven games. I bet Terry wished he didn't have, have gone through that <laughs> decision. But um, I saw a, a, a clip came up on ESPN and it, started, it said that there's this new ruling concept that's going to be coming out in the NFL in the following month, this was February 2003, and the Rooney Rule was implemented in America in March 2003. So I was aware of it from there. I thought, what a great scenario this is, where it gets people with inner door, which they've never really historically been able to get in, mm. to speak to the powers that be, and so and it forces the powers that be to change their historical network that they've always relied on when vacancies have come available. So yeah. I thought, great, England's had the same issue. A number of our boys were told when we finished our careers, get yourself prepared, go and do your badges. So when the opportunity comes along, you're ready to take the opportunity. Mm. That was proven to be forced to a degree. And we were misled slightly because there was no pathway there, even though numerous players from my generation, like Bob Hazel, Luther Blissett, Sewell Regis, Garth Crooks, all took their A licenses 30 years ago. Chrissy Hutton. And it never materialized no. or developed into mm. getting opportunities. So I thought, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to do my research. I'm going to, I went to America with Patrick Dix, Alan Dix's son, who was in charge of uh, the football program at the wide world of Disney Sports Complex, mm. that's renowned worldwide, state of the art complex. I met with Reggie Williams, who's an all pro NFL a linebacker, who was yeah. a visionary for the wide world of, of, of Disney Complex. I met with a couple of guys from the Fitzpollard Alliance who had put the Rooney rule together. I also met with Belinda Lerner, or Exchange Information, who was the NFL lawyer. And my idea was just to bring it to our governing bodies to say, well, here's an idea that at least it gives an opportunity for those who are qualified, who want to stay in the game, to perhaps be looked at and considered if they're suited to be qualified. But Ricky, you, yeah, you, I mean, you took it to the FA, you took it to the PFA. I know you feel slightly sidelined in that, that process. I mean, we're out of time, sadly, but I just want to ask you one final question. Here we are now. Uh, how far down the road are we? If, if a young black player uh, said to you, you know, I'm thinking of going into coaching, would you say, yeah, it's so much better than it was in my day? Go for it. I think there will be a pathway for it. Or do you not feel that anything's changed particularly? 100% I'd say go for it because that's your dream. That was my dream. I wanted to be a top-class player. I wanted to be a top-class coach. And, and I believe my record outside the country suggests I'm a top-class coach. And even in the country at my academy, thinks that Tottenham and Sheffield Wednesday. Having said that, 
the pipeline, the pathway into the industry for um, from the racial perspective, the race diversity hasn't been as fluid as we would have liked. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they put in the different rulings, different initiatives. Again, that hasn't made any change. I think the, the main crux will come from it's the sponsors. It's time for the sponsors to suggest if they want their money that they're supporting through all professional environments, then that professional environment should look like their industry, which practices the principles and values of diversity. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. So, Max, we asked the listeners, with Lee Dixon not being allowed into the bridge because uh, he couldn't verify his identity, and he had, in the end he had to show the stewards a clip of him scoring a goal, uh, we asked the lengths our listeners went to to prove their identity. Uh, yeah, well, Steve says the, the best identity story is surely Chris Hoy not being allowed into the Chris Hoy velodrome. Oh, that's very uh, which good. Which is a really good one. <laughs> uh, Matt says, in 1998, I was 16 buying alcohol, which is something that we... Uh, we don't support. We don't condone. No, we course. don't condone it. The lady's way of identifying was calling my mum on the landline and asking if I was eighteen. Ooh. My mum said yes. Four bottles of hooch purchased. <laughs> mum, mum, that's well done, disgraceful. Mum. Uh, Steve Hill, friend of the show, Steve Hill says I had to present my non-league paper column at Telford to get free parking. True story. Wow. Oh, I didn't disbelieve you. He says, I actually ended up getting banned from the ground after they took umbrage at my subsequent column about not being recognised at Telford. <laughs> Full face mask <laughs> next season, he says. Very good. Blimey. You can keep those coming. We'll squeeze them in the last hour. Talksport.com. Text 81089. Tweet uh, Um This one from Chris is yeah. a bit random. I remember a guy at college... Uh, saying to someone that his parents owned the local garden centre. Mm. Uh, the other guy was like, no, 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 they don't, because my uncle and auntie do. It transpired they were cousins. They hadn't <laughs> seen each other for quite a while. So you don't forget you're talking to your cousin. That's ridiculous. It does, it does seem a bit odd, doesn't it? Yeah. Would you like the Daily Star fact of the day? Yeah, go on then. Uh, the world's largest football stands at a whopping... How tall is the world's largest football pool? Uh, 40 feet high. <laughs> Did, have you read this? No, I haven't. There we go. The world's largest football, which stands at a whopping 40 feet tall. No. There we are. It weighs... I'm just warming up for the birthday really spread tomorrow. Good. Well, well, you could have said, I thought it was a bit bigger than that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, you're already in the zone. This is very, I hope you peaked too early. <laughs> it weighs 2,100 pounds, was made by Doha Bank in Qatar in 2013. There Brilliant. You Put your foot through it. <laughs> Why not? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. And there is the full-time whistle. Well, not the way that Zlatan Ibrahimovic will have wanted to end his illustrious Sweden career in defeat. Ibrahimovic, for once, couldn't ride to Sweden's rescue as they make an early exit from Euro 2016. Belgium continue to the knockout stages in second place in this group. A draw would have been enough. They got the win. Full-time here. Sweden nil, Belgium won. A youthful sounding Alex Crook there back oh, in 2016. Yeah. Andy and I were at that game in in um, it was in Nice, I believe, and uh, Zlatan's last game, and it wasn't his finest hour. Um, but here we are, five years later, as you've been hearing from Fletch, uh, he's back in the Sweden squad. Uh, squad, should I say? Let's find out a little bit more about that. Philip O'Connor is uh, over in Sweden. Good afternoon, Philip. Good afternoon to you too. Well, I mean, has this, has this come out of left field a bit? There have been a lot of talk in Sweden that uh, he was going to get a recall. Uh, for several years, there wasn't. But basically, you know, he went around for four years dissing the new team, dissing the new manager, basically accused him of racism, saying he ruined everything that Zlatan uh, had, had built up in his career. You know, it was 15 years, 60-odd goals and 116 appearances, incredible legacy. And uh, then in November, everything changed. Basically, Zlatan has won the Player of the Year in Sweden, you know, for the last, God knows, I think he's won 11 golden balls, as they're called. And when he was doing the interview uh, about that, Paul, when he was winning for the 11th time or it was he said you know what i missed the national team and the whole country went nuts <laughs> and then all of a sudden and it happened really really quickly the new boss yanni anderson is a very very nice man very principled man real died in the wall football man right and as soon as he heard that zlatan was available to play again i think it was actually the next day he got in a plane down to Milan. he went okay zlatan tell me what do you want to do how are we going to do this so uh, this has been the first time today's Yana uh, was due to announce his his squad and he's been very tight-lipped. I was texting him all week. I go, go on, Yanni, you can tell me. And he was having absolutely none of it. But uh, no, he announced the squad today. And in the middle of it, it wasn't the first name, it wasn't the last name, but just there in the middle, like any other player, was the name of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Sweden's greatest player of all time. A typically understated tweet from Zlatan as well. Yeah, uh, what did he get? He said, he he said, came the, out and said the, the return, return of, of God. God. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> return of God. I think I, know, I always the, feel I, I, yeah, yeah, the return of the God. The God. He always seems to have his his tongue firmly in his cheek. I mean, you've you've spoken to him. You know him a bit. I always sense that you know when he does this sort of stuff. He you know he's playing to the crowd a bit. He is indeed. I mean, he's built up this thing of, you know, lions eat first, this whole sort of brand that he's built around himself. And he's a really, really complex individual, lads. The first time I saw him play was in September 2000. Hmm. And I remember seeing him that day and thinking, you know, do you remember that, that line about Bruce Springsteen? I've seen the future of rock and roll and its name is Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Well, that day I saw the future of Swedish football and its name was Latin Ibrahimovic. But he was the greatest show pony you've ever seen. Out by the corner flag doing stepovers. You know, the kind of fella, if he was on Hackney Marshes, you'd have him, you know, in the 
Nal in no time, you know. <laughs> but he developed into this wonderful player, and not means uh, not least under Fabio Capello under the time that he spent under him with Juventus. When Slatan listened to Capello, he became this fantastic player that we saw winning in Serie A, won the title with Juventus, uh, won so many titles with PSG, been to Manchester United, been in, in Major League Soccer as well. So he really did develop, but he's an extremely complex individual. You know, we've seen him recently talking about politics and preferring people to stay out of politics. I asked him a question many years ago about politics and he didn't speak to me for a couple of years afterwards. He's going, no, no, I don't talk about things like that, you know? And But he does have opinions on it. He does have opinions about racism and Swedish society and society in general, you know? So him coming back now is a huge thing because we've had four and a half years. The Sweden team is very good. In the first instance of the Nations League, they actually went from being a B nation up to an A nation. So Janne Andersson has really done really, really well. But when they played in the A uh, league there against the likes of Portugal, against the likes of France and Croatia, they just weren't good enough. Now, it remains to be seen what kind of role he's given when he comes back into the Sweden setup. He's not the kind of guy, as you've seen for his Instagram and his Twitter today, to take a back seat. Mm. But if he comes in here as this Swedish father figure, I really think that the players that he has inspired, these are the guys he's playing with now, are the guys that he inspired as they were growing up, that this really could be something. They could be something of a dark horse for the Euros when they come around in the Interesting. summer. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, you were saying before the show, Paul, that he, by all accounts at Manchester United, he was that kind yeah. of... and he has been at Milan as well. He's yeah, a pastoral is, figure. Yeah, he is. He, he works with the young players. They've all talked up his influence and he was a sounding board and he's given good advice, you know, this, none of that kind of maybe, that swagger when he's in that environment. He's very, he's very giving of his, his time and his expertise. Well, actually, when the pandemic started this time last year, lads, Zlatan was out of contract. I think he just finished up there at, uh, at in December time with Major League Soccer. And he came back to Sweden. And as you might remember, Zlatan started off at Malmo FF, way down the south of the country from where, where he lived. But he actually owns a share in a Stockholm club called Hammarby. And that was a huge problem for the supporters of Malmo FF who really, really loved him. He was a god to them. But then, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if you're a Manchester United player, if you're Roy Keane and your boy shares in Liverpool, you know, they're never going to want you back there again. So what he did to keep fit was he came up and he started to train with Hammarby. Now Sweden I think is ranked the 26th nation in the world the Swedish league, the Allsvenskan, 26th in the world was well, Latin went in there to train with him and I saw the first couple of training sessions and he raised the standard of absolutely everything in that club. Everything they did changed when he walked in there from heating their shoes before they went out in the pitch because you don't want to be going out in March with cold, you know, hard shoes. You want them heated up. You want to be able to perform as soon as you get. These are the kinds of things, the level of detail that he was at. And he had time for everybody. These are players, and I don't mean to be, you know, offensive towards these players, but literally they wouldn't be fit to lace his boots, you know, in any of the teams that he's played in. And yet there he is giving them tips, building them up. And when that sort of father figure, generous Latin is around, then everybody grows along with him. But he does have that other side to him. He battled with a lot of players. Kim Shellstrom, who played at Arsenal there uh, under Arsene Wenger, he was borrowed in there for a while. He had a struggle against him. An awful lot of players that stood up to Zlatan would have been sort of put down as well. So he has both sides to him. And again, that's the thing. If he comes back and wants to be the father figure, might even be content to sit in the bench and then come on for the last half an hour. But if he can bring that positive influence in, he can be absolutely magnificent. And you're right, he was at Manchester United because, you know, he felt he had something to prove in English football and to, to English football fans as well, lads, because they didn't always really respect him for what mm. he'd done in Serie A and what he'd done in uh, in La Liga and what he'd done in the French First Division either. So he really wanted to prove to them that he was this great footballer and that he was a great man to go with it. Good stuff. Interesting. We'll, we'll look forward to his um, re-emergence at, uh, towards the end of the month. So uh, thanks for joining us. 
Thank you, lads. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Max Rushton here on uh, TalkSport. The light was on, but there was nobody at home (laughs) for some reason. Uh, Anyway, uh, yet more live racing coming up shortly. We'll head back to Cheltenham. In the meantime, Max? Yeah, uh, the story of uh, Lee Dixon having to show a a YouTube clip of him scoring a goal to prove to the Chelsea steward. Surely a YouTube clip of him just, you know, being part of that offside trap would have got the steward in there quicker. When you've had to prove your own identity... Um, uh, Aid says, I had to point at a school photograph on the wall at an elderly aunt's house to convince her my brother and I weren't burglars. <laughs> we ended up holding the pictures next to our faces in a kind of before and after style. She eventually twigged on. <laughs> oh, Aid, the Leeds fan. That's not good. I've seen him isn't for a while. And uh, Mark says, uh, mm. hi, back in 1981, my uncle and me went to the old Wembley Stadium afternoon greyhound track and noticed that the Royal Box was empty. So we went up and sat in it. A bloke from the Corporation of Commissioners came over wow. and told us to leave the box. My uncle turned up his nose and said, do you know who I am, my good man? The Commissioner then sternly replied, I don't give a oh, who you are. Yeah. You can't sit there. So we moved. <laughs> Back to, back among the cheap seats. It was worth a go, I guess, wasn't it? <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That's this afternoon's show. Max and I are back tomorrow. You, you, you live to fight another day punting-wise, Max. Absolutely. Everything in moderation, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm down after day one. Yeah. Please gamble responsibly, of course. We'll catch up with you then with more live racing from Cheltenham. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.